Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. It's a lot better. What's going on, everybody? It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. Tuesday night, we are here live talking some Disney news and notes tonight. Um, got a lot, a lot of news. Um, so we're going to take our time a little bit getting through it. Um, waiting on Peter with Princesses and the Mouse, Disney Travel, um, to get done with a golf match today and, and get back to his computer. So hopefully... Um, at the end of the show, we can kind of test one, run one of our new segments that's going to be coming up in the new show um, that is going to start September the 6th, I believe. Yes, in two weeks, um, we have a new version of this show that is going to uh, go live. And really excited about it. Really, really excited about it. Got a lot of cool things um, that we're going to be doing with this new show. Um, one of them is we are going to be limiting our news time down a little bit. Um, another thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be adding in a couple of additional segments. One being the Disney Top 3 and the other one being like a question and answer session 
with one of our clients, one of our viewers, um, one of our subscribers over on YouTube or on one of the podcast platforms. Just uh, a really cool segment where we're gonna we're gonna pick one question and we're really gonna deep dive into that question and hopefully that person's on with us during the show and they can kind of um, ask follow-up questions and all kinds of stuff like that um, during the show. So really excited, really excited for those new segments to um, to start here in a couple of weeks. We're kind of working through all of the, the new screens and, and all the transitions and all that kind of stuff in the, in the behind-the-scenes stuff right now. Um, so that's a really cool show for you guys um, that do spend some of your time to watch us. And we, we appreciate that a lot. That's why we're putting a lot of effort into making the show better for you. Um, we've gotten some feedback on what people would like to see, what people would like to hear. And I think this is just going to make a better overall show for for everybody that's involved. Um, not only us, but for you guys as well. So really, really excited to um, get into that. So if you're new here, you can find us a lot of places. The scroll down here is going to show you everywhere. But the big one um, is over on YouTube. If you're not watching us on YouTube tonight, that is probably where one of the two sites that we are going to kind of funnel down to here when Restream takes their general subscription live, which they were supposed to do at the beginning of last month, and they still haven't done it. Um, so we're going to be going down to two live broadcasts, and it's going to be over on YouTube, the Disney Planning Insights podcast over there, and on Twitch matt underscore dpi so if you are a twitch user we're gonna be doing some neat stuff over there we've got a lot of ideas as far as disney themed gaming and that kind of stuff that we're gonna do over on the twitch channel as well so definitely want to check that out if you aren't a subscriber yet go over there hit that subscribe button um that way when we do go live and it's not on a tuesday night you can come check us out and see what we're doing because it's going to be, um, you got the new Disney Speedrome, our Speedstorm coming out um, that we're going to be playing. Uh, and we might throw some of the Wayback games in, um, in like an old Xbox 360 or, you know, who knows what we might plug in and play games on and, and just have some fun talking about it while we do it. So um, let's get into tonight's show. The first thing that I want to do is go over kind of the last week on YouTube. Thank you guys all. We had another video get to that thousand view mark, which is awesome. Um, and it takes our top spot tonight. So let's talk about it. So this past week's top video was the Magic Happens Parade over in Disneyland. Um, did get to a thousand views in the first week. And second place was Mickey and Minnie's Very Merry Memories. And that's consistently getting about 60 views a day, which is pretty awesome. Um, like I said, Magic Happens is our newest video. And it is a really cool um, replay of the video that Disneyland released when this parade first went live. February of 2020. And then we all know what happened in March. And then the parade just kind of got scrubbed. 
Um, Disneyland took it off their YouTube channel. There's only a few channels that have that version on it anymore. Um, and we're one of them. So if you like parades, Disney parades, and even defunct Disney parades, um, the more we get to the parks, you know, five, ten years down the road, we're going to have some parades that aren't there anymore that we've got good footage of. So um, definitely check out the channel if you like that kind of stuff. We have ride videos. We have a lot of videos of shows, parades, fireworks, all that kind of stuff. Um, my favorite video over on the YouTube page is the multi-angle harmonious video. Um, that was kind of my labor of love video, and it took three different looks at harmonious, kind of melded them together, and I thought we put together a pretty good video um, for that stuff. Also, over on the YouTube channel, we had we had 10 new subscribers last week. Um, one of them made it themselves public. So, Veza Nergine, um, thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Again, we appreciate everybody that subscribes. Leave comments, like, um, hit that notification button. You know, if you leave a comment and you're it's constructive criticism. If you've got a question about something we're talking about, we're going to answer those. Um, you know, that's one of the nice things about being, I'll, I'll say, a smaller channel is we do have the time to answer questions and, and provide that, that communication uh, that some people just don't have the time to do if you're trying to break through in one of those bigger channels and ask a question or anything like that. So, Definitely feel free to ask questions in the chat, ask questions in the comment section below, and like I said, don't forget to hit that that like, that subscribe button, and then the notification button if you want to know when we go live, but it, mainly it's Tuesday nights, and if it's not a Tuesday night, something special's happening, so that's probably when you want to know that we're going live. Um, so let's get into the news. Uh, like I said, a lot of news this week. I think the biggest news that it, it piggybacks on something that we talked about last week was the new section in Enchantment. Um, it was something that we had we had seen that they were testing, and and normally when they test something, it doesn't take too long to get it out into the mainstream um, the mainstream show. And last night, we got the first viewing of this this new intro. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over to our screen capture here, and let's watch this together. in a most enchanted kingdom. One overflowing with magic. And once upon a time, it all began with a dream. Yesterday, Disneyland and the New York World's Fair. Tomorrow, a project so vast, it has already been called a whole new Disney World. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. There's enough land here to hold all the ideas and plans you can possibly imagine.
and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place. Imagine kingdom where the young and heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. Dedicated this 25th day of October, 1971. this place really special? It's you! Each and every one of you! Anytime you... So it cuts out a little bit, but this was definitely the intro that Enchantment needed October 1st of last year. Um, Disney, you're about 10 months too late, almost 11 months too late on this. Um, and I'm glad that it came out and I hope that it stays for a little while. I don't know how long they plan on keeping enchantment after the 50th, which technically will end in March of next year. Um, but that's where, that's what should have happened from the beginning. That should have been the show from the beginning. It should have been a throwback. There should have been more throwbacks to old fireworks shows. There should have been more throwbacks to the old projection shows. They just missed the opportunity. Who knows why? But they did. They did. But it's nice to see that it is it is well done. It doesn't look like it's just thrown together and just thrown on there. It's actually done well it fits in with the show um so it's good to see that you know we're we're getting a better enchantment um because like i said enchantment enchantment does have the chance to be a relatively good show it doesn't have the story that wishes or happily ever after has but if you have that mix of nostalgia in it i think that's what the disney fans are looking for in that show especially a show that's going to be for the 50th anniversary of your park so Good to see that. Um, so, again, Enchantment, new intro, brings more of the Disney family into it. Well done. Thank you. Um, moving on, let's go over C's. Um, and we, we do talk a lot about Disneyland Paris. Um, not necessarily the other two parks. I feel like Disneyland Paris is kind of the next closest when you when you think about the American viewer, um, you know you've, we've got World, we've got Land here. You've got Disney Cruise Line, which I think is kind of like the third tier for us here. And then you have Disneyland Paris, and then I think when you get over into the other parks, that that that's kind of a little far away, especially you know if you're not on the west coast of the United States. I think it makes a lot more sense for the west coast to talk about the Asian parks while we talk about the European park. Um, so Disneyland's Enchanted Christmas um, is going to begin on November the 12th, and it's going to run through January 8th over at Disneyland Paris. Lots of cool things going on with that. A special parade, um, all the decorations, really cool. November the 12th through January the 8th, so we're about a, 
what, coming up on two and a half months away from that. Same thing with the, the Christmas stuff at the parks here. A couple of months away, beginning of November. Um, they have that week, basically, from Halloween to when they turn the parks over for Christmas. Uh, D23, a little bit more on the announcement side there. Um, they announced the Disney Legends that are going to be um, acknowledged during D23. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's go to the actual article here. A really good list. A couple of people that I'm like, I mean, but we're getting into that where the Frozen crew is part of the Legends now because they have voiced multiple movies now. Um, they've been part of live stuff. You know, Adina Menzel is kind of everywhere with Disney, so. So yeah, so this is going to be a streamed part of the D23 Expo. It will be streamed live. Um, it, it it's really cool, but your your 2022 Disney Legends Award honorees in alphabetical order are Anthony Anderson, Kristen Bell, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Robbed. Coltrin, um, who's an Imagineer, Patrick Dempsey, Robert Price Foster, Josh Gad, Jonathan Groff, Don Hahn, Doris Hardoon, Adina Menzel, Chris Montan, uh, Ellen Pompeo, Tracy Ellis Ross, uh, and, and that's your that's your class. Um, so a lot of a lot of known names, a couple of Imagineers in there. Uh, it, it'll be it'll be a good a good class, a good Disney Legends class. This is the 35th anniversary of the D Disney Legends, um, so that's pretty cool. It's getting up there in years. I mean, think about it started 15 years after World opened, so in '86. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, if you're planning on going to not-so-scary parties, um, especially if you're wanting to go in September, hopefully you already have your tickets. So, the news last week that was 15 parties have already sold out for this year. 15 parties already sold out for this year. In 2019... 13 parties sold out, and they were all after September 22nd. So most of the October parties sold out. In 2018, only five parties sold out. Um, in 2022, we're on pace to have 15 sold out not-so-scary parties before September 23rd, which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um... It is, it is a testament to bringing things back. So you figure the last true not-so-scary party was in 2019, three years ago. You know, they brought back Boobash last year, and that was an absolute train wreck. Um, and if, if you watch the show, you know that Peter went last year. It was... A 
Halloween version of a regular park day. They had cavalcades, no special fireworks, no stage show. They had trick-or-treating. They had some characters, but it was all distanced. Uh, it, it was it was a nightmare. Um, this year, full-fledged. And, and from what I've seen, it's been really, really good. Good fireworks. Um, they've had some problems with the shows, especially the first couple of nights. They had some weather the first night. They had an electrical issue the second night. Or not an electrical issue. Somebody pulled a fire alarm in Royal Table the second night. Um, so, it it's off to a little bit of a rocky start, but it's not, it's not terrible. Um, and Peter's going to be down there here in a few weeks, and we're going to do a live show, um, either from his, um, from his party, or we're going to be talking to him the day after. That way we can, uh, get, get everything that's kind of going on with Not So Scary. Because it, it is nice to have it back. It is good to see kind of the food offerings and that kind of stuff. You know, we went, Shannon and I went to the Christmas party last year, Very Merry. And we were we were very happy that they had brought, granted, a limited parade back. It was, it did not have all of the cast members. Um, but it was the Christmas parade. They brought back the Christmas fireworks. They had the Christmas stage show. It was it was a full-fledged party. And if you want to see any of those special events, um, you can go over to the YouTube channel and check those out. Uh, what else do we have going on at the parks? Oh, Disney Plus Day was announced this week. And we've got um, a, a few good premieres coming on. On September 8th is when... Disney Plus Day is going to happen. So, not only is it a big release day in the uh, parks, but it's our big release day on Disney Plus. But you, there's also some special things going on around the parks as well. So, one of the things at the parks is all Disney Plus subscribers are going to get a half hour early entry, um, which is normally reserved just for resort guests. If you are a resort guest on that day, you will actually get an extra hour at whatever park you want to go into early that day. Um, as far as releases on Disney Plus, on September 8th, you're going to get Cars on the Road, Dancing with the Stars, The Pro's Most Memorable Dances, um, don't care about the sing-alongs. Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder is going to premiere on Disney Plus that day. The live-action Pinocchio is going to um, release on Disney Plus that day. Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, which is the behind-the-scenes in the making of the Obi-Wan series, um, is going to release on that day. So oh, a lot going on at on Disney Plus for September 8th. Um, going over to Disneyland, Disneyland, the monorail hours are extended. Um, so the monorail is now running the full park hours. And then it means it just resumes late night service. Um, it had been closing earlier than the park. Now it goes all the way till park close, which is kind of nice. Uh, it is a cool way to get around over at Disneyland. Um, I like their monorail look a lot better. It's got that kind of retro 
styling to it, not necessarily like that retro 80s styling that the monorail in the Magic Kingdom has. Do-do-do-do-do, what other news do we have for this week? Oh, I'm going to try not to cry, because this was one of my favorite perks at staying at a Disney, a Disney resort. Um, the company that makes their soaps and shampoos and their lotions and their afterburn and all those fun little bottles that you got to collect. And I know at one point I had like a six month supply of in our closet. Um, H2O has announced that they are closing down um, later this year. Which means that um, now if you want soap in your hotel room, you are probably going to have to scan your magic band and pay somebody for it. Um, yeah. So H2O, the um, provider of the Disney stuff, is closing on end of the year. So, Disney hasn't made an announcement on how it's going to affect them. For all we know, Disney might have bought them and they're just going to be Disney brand soaps from now on, not even H2O. Uh, so, yeah. Other things going on. We have a big change in the Park Pass reservation system. So, our favorite system um, to manage crowds and limit availability is undergoing some changes um actually it makes it a little bit better because now you don't have to work out of three different tasks basically if you're going with somebody that's meeting you there for the day and somebody that's an ap um you kind of can do everything from the same calendar kind of um And it's expanded the number of park passes that can be reserved and a lot of different things. So, um, lots of changes. Scott Gustin broke them down really well. Shannon with uh, WDW Prep School also broke it down really well over on Twitter if you want to check that out. Um, but mainly the big thing was that you didn't have to go to another portal if you were an AP holder to do your park pass reservation if you if you wanted to modify one. Um, and then go into another portal if you were just a, a, a day ticket holder to, to modify that one. It made it a little simpler to change, add, modify park pass reservations, which is the way that you get into the parks right now. Not only do you need a ticket, you need one of these park pass reservations as well to do that. Um, cool thing. Um, take a little bit of personal privilege and, and talk about the Indiana State Fair. We went to the fair over the weekend and we um, were kind of surprised. This year's fair theme was the the auto industry basically indiana has a a great tradition with automobile manufacturers um whether it be duesenberg auburn autos um just a lot of really cool 
history. Marmon was was part of Northern Indiana. But we walk in, and um, the original Studebaker from the Muppet movie was was sitting in there, and they are running a, compa- a campaign right now to restore it. Um, it is in really bad shape right now. <laughs> I took some pictures and posted them over on the Twitter page. Um, so if you want to see them, you can go over that over there at Disney Insights on Twitter, and we can, uh, or you can check that out. Uh, trying to log in here because Peter is going to be joining us tonight. So and it's not just an open meeting for us. So uh, get him, get him on over here real quick. But yeah, it's it, really, really cool to see it. Um, one of the interesting things, and you know, I want to say when when prop culture came out on Disney Plus, that was one of the props that they um that they really focused on in one of the early episodes of that. What was the Studebaker? And and some of the interesting things is like how they had to drive it. They actually had the driver in the trunk of the car and had run pedals and everything. But the driver was basically sitting at an incline with his legs above him at the pedals to where there was no way he could see unless they had some mirror system, which wasn't in the car anymore if they did. Um... The only thing he could really do is probably drive in a straight line. It was it was extremely extremely interesting to see. Like I said, we posted some photos over on the Twitter page, um, so definitely want to go check those out. And if you're interested, um, I'll find the link to the restoration project on it, and I'll post it in the um, as like a subtweet on that that initial that initial post, so that you guys can, if you want to donate to it, you can. Um, and, and and help restore the original Studa, Fozzie Studebaker, or it was Fozzie's uncle Studebaker or something, um, from the original Muppet Show, or the original Muppet movie. All right, so we're gonna try something a little new today, um, and this is gonna be part of the new show. So. You're getting a little bit of a live preview on this. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of work through some bugs and um, check it out kind of together. So I've got Peter with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel. His camera looks exceptionally better this week. <laughs> and he's like all clean, like shaven and er- I mean, Wow. Um, so we're going to bring him on here in a second, and I'm going to bring up this this list we have, and we are going to do kind of a dry run on the top threes. So let's uh, let's see how this uh, let's see how this goes. Uh, I want to record this segment. New show, top three. Here we go. Business trip. Uh, <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. 
right, Mr. Salvadori, how you doing tonight? Good. Did you just play the uh, the top three intro teaser? I did. I or did. Me on? I did. Hey, I got to adjust your audio. You're like loud and proud and everything tonight. I mean. Are you adjusting my audio or do you want me? I, no, I got it. I'll, I'll do it on my side. Okay. Because I can, I can kind of level us out. I got so, it all hooked up. I, I know. It. it looks nice. No, and I've got I've got the Yeti going, so that we've got the high quality audio. So when we do these segments, we can start ripping them into actual finished podcasts as well. So my biggest thing is that I've got to remember to stare here instead of down here, like I had been. <laughs> I've just been using my computer one, but now I got to like now it's like mounted right in front of me. Like oh, that's right, the world is right there. All right, so so when we do this segment for real, I am going to have like a bag of poker chips with numbers on them, and I'm just going to run my hand down in there, and I'm going to pull one out, and we are going to kind of just answer that question. But tonight, I want you to give me a number between 2 and 37. Favorite number is 33. 33. This is an interesting one. (laughs) <laughs> this is probably the one I know. I was just kidding. My favorite number is twenty-two. <laughs> this is probably the one I know the absolute least about, but we'll we'll go with it. We can do this in a, a, a few different ways. So tonight, tonight's top three is going to be the top three food carts in all of Walt Disney. In all of Walt Disney. Okay. All right. I'm coming so, up with this. So, with that being said, you have 15 seconds to think about it. Let's think. Thinking about taking a trip to Disneyland, Disney World, maybe a Disney cruise, or one of the other amazing Disney destinations? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse, and I'd love to work with you on your itinerary to the most magical places in the world. All right. All right, so we're we're at number three. Um, like I said, for me, this is this is a really really tough one to think about. So I, I'm I'm also gonna say you can do small quick service stands as well that don't serve meals. So like your snack stands. Yeah, like Cheshire Cafe and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so what's going to be your number three? Uh, my number three, this is, this is more of like, there are multiple in every single park. So it's kind of a cop out. So deal with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, popcorn. Okay. So all of the little, cause in every park, not all of them serve popcorn. You got to know where the popcorn is. But one of the things that my family always does is, we either take with us or buy new, if we like the theme or whatever else, the reusable popcorn pail. And on our park backpack, it hooks on to the straps and it just, it literally sits on my side hip the entire time that we're there. And we, as soon as it empties, we refill it. And it's just, it's a wonderful treat. You grab a drink on a hot day, you sit down in the shade, and it's just awesome to be able to go straight to the popcorn tin, a little salt with the water, with the beer, or whatever. Fantastic. So, popcorn, 
and I can name a whole bunch of different spots where the popcorn is, but the snack stands that have Pop-Tart is my number three. Pop-Tart. Popcorn <laughs> is my number three. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm going to kind of piggyback on your number three because the popcorn carts are really cool, um, but there's one specific one that I like, and it's, it's a great thing to do, especially if you're waiting for fireworks at the Magic Kingdom. And it's that one that they roll out to the right side of the hub. Um, it's got your popcorn. It's got some soft drinks. It's got pretzels. It's got a lot of different things. But that is a great one to where if you are going to invest that time in getting a good spot for the fireworks, it is somewhere that you don't have to get out of the hub to get to. Um, you can get yourself a drink. You can get some popcorn. You can get a snack and, and get back to your spot relatively easily. And there's one to the left and to the right. Is there? And they have slightly they have slightly different menus. But, yeah, same idea. Just being able to grab that quick snack well. You know, you're sort of like hunkering down for that 45 minutes before the fireworks. Sure. All right, let's go to number two. Okay, I spent so much time talking about popcorn that um, I just forgot my number two. Yeah, I think we need to write these down. <laughs> I I actually thought about that. Like as you were introducing it, I went like this because I was like, oh crap, I should write these down. Okay, I've got my number one. What was number two? What was number two? Like picturing, oh, okay. So the snack stand next to where you meet Olaf and watch Mickey and Minnie in the vacation uh, cartoon short in Hollywood. yeah over over there by Echo Lake. Yeah, so you like go around that little refreshment stand next to Indiana Jones, and right as you're walking up towards um, Backlot Express and uh, Star Tours. To the right-hand side is just this little unassuming snack cart with an umbrella. Here is why it is my number two. Because it is the only place outside of Epcot and an actual sit-down restaurant. It's the only place in Hollywood Studios where you can get the Schaffenheffer Grapefruit Hefeweizen. Okay. And that is, so that is like our number one vacation beer is like in, in Epcot, 100%, you better believe I'm going through England to get a snake bite and <laughs> Germany to get a Hefeweizen and the one spot in Hollywood Studios where you can get the grapefruit Hefeweizen is that little, little cart right there next to where Olaf is. All right. Um, so, so my number two is going to be the drink cart right outside so it's 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 not necessarily a cart it's more of a stand right outside the exit of flight of passage oh um, yeah the uh uh what is um oh what is it it's got a name but yeah and i'm i'm blanking that okay you keep talking about yeah it but it, it has these fruit slushies with the boba balls in them and you can get them alcoholic or, grotto What's that? Grogs. Oh, never mind. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> you could get them alcoholic or non-alcoholic with the boba balls in them. Come with big straws. Great, refreshing, um, especially in that area of the park. Great, refreshing drinks to get. Um, one of my favorite drinks to get while we're at Animal Kingdom. So, Pongu a, Pongu Lounge. Yes. 
Yes. That is what and it's not really is. a lounge. It is just a walk-up cart that you get drinks at, basically. Yeah. Um, Hold on. But a couple on. of really good variations on that, those boba drinks, and, and really tasty. So uh, if you are looking for something refreshing and you're back there by the Flight of Passage gift shop, um, Pongu Pongu. Yep, there you go. I'm showing that drink you're talking about too. Yeah, I, I, I have it up on the, the screen. Yeah. Screen. So yeah, and they they just have a lot of different variations of that, and they'll change it seasonally to bring in a second drink. Um, so really, really cool, cool place to get a drink. Really unique drinks, and then you know something that you could take in to Satuli Canteen if you're getting some food in there and have a really cool beverage with a really good meal at Satuli Canteen. Um, so with that being said, let's go to our number one choices. Am I going first? Okay. Is there like a, is there an alert? Like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I, I already did it. We, we got it. We're oh, good. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> there is an alert. Of course there is. <laughs> so of course there is. Wait till y'all see the Halloween ad. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so here's my number one. It is a relatively new stand, and it is the egg roll stand right before you go into Adventureland. So the or the spring roll stand. So the spring roll stand normally has a bacon cheeseburger one. For the 50th, they normally have a pepperoni pizza one as well. And for the 50th, they have a Reuben egg roll. That's like Reuben sauerkraut, Thousand Island dressing, because Walt Disney was a big fan of Reuben, you know, corned beef Reuben sandwiches. And um, the, here's the, the reason why I'm putting it at number one. First of all, the plate size is pretty good. The food is really good. But then that one, while Jesse and I were doing Taste Around Magic Kingdom, we were taken into Tomorrowland Terrace, and they sat us down, made us sign a non-disclosure, and said, you cannot discuss this until after it's on menu. You'll know it when you see it. And they fed us different types of spring rolls that they were marketing and testing to see which ones would be the best ones that made the menu. So I remember the bacon or the, uh, the cheeseburger one was my favorite and I marked it my favorite. And so I was like really excited. The first time I was walking, I was like spring rolls, the cheeseburger. Oh my God. I totally picked that one. I, I like made the menu for Disney. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, you talk about cheeseburger and how many different ways you can get a cheeseburger in a Disney park. Because you can get them as, in the spring rolls, you can get them in the dumplings um, over at Satuli. There, oh, the, there are a lot yeah, of ways. Cheeseburger pods. Yeah, to get. Those pods are delicious, by the way, if, if you haven't had those pods in Satuli Canteen. My kids will each order a kid's meal, and then they're always a little bit more hungry. So I'll order one of those and just. <laughs> all right what's yours so my number one so so like i said this is probably the hardest one for me because normally when we go we are dining plan people so not until recently have we really gotten into some of the different food carts and that kind of stuff. Um, but if I had to pick like a a stand that that would be my favorite, it would be Sleepy Hollow Refreshments. 
Um, and this is going to be right in front of the path that goes up on the left side of the castle, right before you get into Liberty Square um, as you're coming out of the hub. And a couple of things on their menu are absolutely fantastic. The first thing is the root beer float. I'm I'm a sucker for root beer floats. They have a fantastic root beer float there. They also have um, funnel cakes there that are enormous. And And when you get into some of these stands and carts and that kind of thing so you know sleepy hollows a really good one you know the friar's nook is another one on the back bonus guy you get really really good value for what you're getting yeah friar's nook is really good they have tachos they have a whole bunch of different types of tachos really good sleepy hollow you also didn't talk about the chicken and waffle in the morning yeah. So, like, if you're looking, there are not a lot of breakfast places in Magic Kingdom that are not sit-down restaurants. Sleepy Hollow is one of them that you can just pop up, grab chicken and waffles, go sit out next to the castle early in the morning. Hey, since we're doing bonus ones, apparently, my <laughs> bonus one is Gaston's Tavern in Magic Kingdom. So, so I wanted I wanted to not use Gaston's because... Yeah, me too, but then you went Friar's Nook and Sleepy Hollow. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, brick and mortar it up, buckaroo. I, want I mean, I, I think more deals. people know about Gaston's than they do about Sleepy Hollow. But yes, Gaston's cinnamon rolls are unbelievable. I literally, all of my things had wheels on them. All of your things were brick and mortar. Well, I mean, Pongo Pongo's... That's brick and mortar! It's a building! Kind of. <laughs> it totally is. It has a big mech outside. <laughs> uh, top three snack carts. Um, cart is uh, quotation. Well, I mean, at least I didn't go like Sunshine Terrace or something like that. I mean, come well, on. That would have been that would have been egregious. You would have... Exactly. I, I, I put limits on myself on this. Like, I stayed away from Gaston's because... What was your three? Oh, you went... Oh, okay. You did have one. All right. Your your number three was a cart. Okay. Like I said, we're just just not big snack cart people because we've always got multiple meals. So we don't necessarily snack within the parks a whole lot. I'm trying to think. So I did my favorite in Hollywood Studios. Like, and... So we didn't even talk about any of the stuff in Epcot because I just... How do you pick? Like, I immediately went to, like, where do I grab a snack in other places? Because Epcot, where don't you grab a snack? Well, I mean, it, other than four weeks a year now, it's a festival. They're That's all snack I mean. carts. Like, yeah, what exactly. What am I... I didn't even, like, think about Epcot. I just pushed... As I was talking about the Hefeweizen on my little cart in Hollywood Studios, I was like, well, geez, what about Epcot? Yes, there there is there there will be a top three for like festival carts and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, because holy cow, yeah, that's just a ton. And then Animal Kingdom didn't get any love either. Well, you got like Kongaloosh. Oh no, you did. You got Pangu Pangu. Yeah, yeah, you got Kongaloosh back there in Asia. Yeah, that has the blue ice cream. You've got yeah, right next to uh, so that that little bar next to Expedition Everest normally uh, pops out some pretty impressive things. And then the two little stands as you head kind of from Asia towards Cali River Rapids from 
there's like two stands on either side just past up. Uh -huh. And they normally kind of kick out some pretty good stuff that is, uh, you know, you got to know that they're there because otherwise you just, they're very unassuming. And then you've got the, you've got the stand, well, you've got the cart that serves the breakfast sandwiches yeah. in Africa. Yeah. They it's kind of in that marketplace. one that serves the breakfast sandwiches on your way to Pandora too. Yeah. So, so, so here's our top three plus 10 more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to figure out how to limit this. I mean, we're going to have to say, number one, that's it. Peace out, yo. It was your fault. You took an extra. I did. I did. Because I, I was trying to make a point about value to the serving size with some of these stands. That there I don't are, think... Like, let's start. You want to talk about value to serving size? The best snack value to serving size is a turkey leg. Yeah. Like, which you can also get at uh, Sleepy Hollow sometimes. But then, if not at Sleepy Hollow, it's just up the path at that uh, that little refreshment stand right across from... The uh, Liberty Bell boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, okay. That was a wonderful top three. Plus ten. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> it's going to be like Sports Center. It's going to be not top three. <laughs> hey, so we have a couple of those, too. Those we have a couple old. of not top threes as well. Do we really? Oh, that's yeah. so fun. It's, it, there, there'll be some good ones. All right. I so already have go. my not top three number one quick service restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over to some of the Disney planning questions of the week here. Let's see what we've got. Um, usually have this ready to go. You got excited about the top three. It happens. Yeah, I got I got a little distracted there. Oh, what I was asking you, did you play the new ad? I did. Oh. I did. So everything everything that's gonna be part of that segment went up. Yeah, it went up. Ran it. So So please give us your feedback. Yeah, definitely let us know what you what you guys think about that and um those of you that are still here, because this is a lot of dead air, so, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. I completely understand if at this point of the video, people are like, oh... <laughs> yeah, we gotta go, I mean... Uh, da, 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 da. You got time for one question, because it is... Okay, time for, time for one question. Yeah. I do like doing the questions also, though. Okay, hi, I think hi our, all. Our new hoping show for, is going to be amazing. Hoping for some guidance uh the new reservation system and its effect on weekend crowds. My kids and I are coming November 13th through 23rd and planning to do all four parks. Also hoping to do a day on day at resort. So not to be too tired, stress, but we are one day short, which means we have to choose between doing back to back days or biting the bullet and doing one park on Saturday or Sunday. Hoping you tell me that the upside of the new reservation system is it smooths out the crowds and weekends are as good as other days. Any truth to that? The reservation system makes it hard because we have to pre-choose our days. Last time we came, we bought a four-day ticket that was good for like 10 days or so. So we could just get up and see how we felt and decide to go or not. Is there any flexibility in the new system? So if we are dead tired on our planned day, we can go another day instead. Um, There's a lot to unpack there. There is there is a ton. So let's let's start with 
the actual ticket system. So if you've got a four-day ticket, a four-day ticket is good for seven days yep. um, from the day of purchase. So from, no, the, from the, the first day of activation. Yeah, from the first day of activation. Yeah. You have seven days to use it. Um, so if you use your first ticket on the 13th, they're good through the 19th. If you use your first ticket on the 15th, they're good through the 21st. Um, you just have to think about it that way, that you have seven days to use your four-day ticket. So you don't necessarily have to go on back-to-back -back days, but you do have to use it within that allotted time period. Um, as far as the reservation system goes, so the Park Pass reservation system, we did talk a little bit about those changes earlier. So if you didn't listen to us earlier, go back a little bit earlier in the show and check that out. But Peter, talk a little bit about the Park Pass reservation and kind of your thoughts on what it has done to crowds, especially on the weekends. So uh, for the foreseeable future, when you go, you still have to get a park reservation. Um, what does that do to crowds, especially on the weekends? Wonderful question. So here's, I mean, Di Disney's busy, okay? So even, like, if you go during a busy time, it's going to be busy. Now, good news, like, for this specific person, that early part of November is a little low right before you really, really peek in to the holiday season. So um, you might get a little bit nicety there. What it does, though, is it takes away Magic Kingdom, especially in Hollywood Studios, especially really, really getting like elbow to elbow like it used to, especially during the busy times of the year. Now, on the busy times of the year, is Magic Kingdom still going to be absolutely swarmed? Yep, 100%. Park Pass system isn't going to change, rectify, or ever do anything about that. The other thing to think about is also places that are just simply more popular on the weekends like epcot for example is just more popular on the weekends and you want to think about that when you're planning your trip because epcot may feel busy in the morning on a wednesday but it will generally kind of filter out as people can begin park hopping in the early afternoon and jump out to those parks where they didn't have reservations and on the flip side of that, like if I'm at Magic Kingdom on a Wednesday or a Thursday, in the morning I might have lower crowd size due to the reservation system capping, but in the afternoon it's going to swarm and swell with, with the number of people. So kind of talking a little bit in circles there, I guess the, the gist of it is, so first of all, you got to make your park pass reservations and to the point of, well, what if we wake up and we're tired? then you are at the mercy of being able to cancel it and book a different day, depending on what is available. And I will Correct. tell you that always about a week or two out, there are, there are days that are yellow in the calendar that one or two, it typically, Magic Kingdom typically falls first, Hollywood Studios sometimes falls first. And if Hollywood Studios isn't first, Magic Kingdom second, like those two fall, what you would likely be okay with is if on a day you wake up and go, oh, I'm, I'm just beat. We need to take today off. Let's go tomorrow. So we're going to cancel wherever we're at. Let's go to Animal Kingdom or Epcot. I like your chances a little bit more there. Um, but I, if you're going and you're hoping to have flexibility, the biggest way to do that right now at Disney is book your park and buy park hoppers. 
So one other thing to throw into that equation is you are going during the Christmas party time. The Christmas parties will have started um, by November the 13th. So if you aren't planning on going to Magic Kingdom, or if you're not planning on going to one of the Christmas party nights, try and avoid Magic Kingdom on those days as well. Um, because A, it's a limited day for you because you have to be out of the park early. Um, B, that swell that you see at 2 o'clock is going to happen again at 4 o'clock once the party ticket holders start being able to get into the park as well. So you're going to see that, that crowd kind of swell twice as things start getting ramped up for the party. And then at 7 o'clock, they're going to start bringing you out to the front of the gate relatively quick if you don't have one of those wristbands. So just be aware of those. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Yeah, it closes at 6. So yeah, so be aware on those days as well. Stay away from stay away from Magic Kingdom on a party day if you aren't planning on going to a party. Or if you are planning on going to a party... Maybe you just show up later that day. Yeah, that or part. if you are planning on going to a party, just remember that that is your ticket for the day. So if you're thinking about those resort days and you're going during a party time during the, you know, the fall for Halloween and the winter for, for the Very Merry, you could go for a week, get three or four day tickets, also get a party ticket, and now you're in the park for five days of your seven days. But you also have a rest day where you can sleep in late, get a lunch, hang around the pool, get freshened up, and then head over to Magic Kingdom around 4 p.m. and um, and do it that way as well. So on the flip side of Matt's point, there is another thought on it. If you have park hoppers, I do like going to Magic Kingdom on the day of a party because the crowd size is typically a little bit lower and I can get more done. And then when the park hop opens, I know, well, I'm not going to hang around here for the swell, swell, swell. Yeah. Like, let's, let's bail. Like, I really, with, you know, if I have a lot of day tickets or annual passes or whatever, I like hitting Magic Kingdom first thing in the morning, leaving by early afternoon, getting in a swim or a shower or a nap, and then heading out somewhere else at night as everybody leaves the other things to then head off to that party. So there's kind of a, a flip side of that. But if you're on limited days, Matt's point is 100%. Don't go near Magic Kingdom. You're going to be mad because you're going to feel like you wasted a day at arguably the most busy and most to-do park. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Well, we just lost Peter's camera. <laughs> so, Peter, real quick, where can people find you? I don't know why my key, my camera keeps going. I, I don't... I don't know why it keeps turning itself off. I must have like a go off after X amount of time. I'm gonna have to well, check that setting. It might be it might be hot too because you've been on for about 20 minutes. So she is slightly warm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Facebook's the best place to find me. So Princess and the Mouse Disney Travel. If you type that in, I guarantee I'll be the top hit. And even if you just type in Disney Travel Agent, you'll find me towards the top. Especially if you're in the Midwest, uh, I think it. Facebook has some location preferences, so um, you'll find me pretty quick just by typing in Disney Travel Agent into Facebook as well. All right. So, well, thank, thanks for rushing home and jumping on with us. Um, we will talk to you next week. Long day. Long day. <laughs>
sticking with us to the end on that, checking out that new segment, definitely tell us what you think um, in the comments, in the uh, chat, wherever you want to do it. And if you do have any ideas for that top three segment, definitely let us know. Um, we'd love to give you some credit on uh, a good top three recommendation. So everybody have a good week and we will see you next week. Hey, Peter with Princesses of the Mouse, Disney Travel, uh, joined us tonight. Rushed home from golf, and we talked about our top three food carts and uh, answered a question. regret it. for watching, listening, liking, sharing, subscribing, everything that you guys do. Have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye now.